inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? Why is everything so damn expensive? Too many people are having a job. What? Four years ago, my rent was $1,200 a month at a luxury apartment complex. It is now $2,100, not even including utilities. Working people were making too much money. What? I went to the grocery store yesterday, right, and got three bags of chips, some ground turkey, and some vegetables, and it was $67. Now, months after months and months of bringing inflation down. What? My car insurance from four years ago until now, without nothing on my driver's record, has gone from $130 to $240 per month. And it's no accident. What? Three years ago, my electric bill was averaging $45. Now it's averaging $125. I mean, a guy can't even buy a can of dip for less than $8. $8 for a can of dip? Three hours of bold truth and excellence. You've just signed up for the WBR Army. Welcome aboard. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted you are here. Welcome to the family. Well, it turns out that Claudine Gay is not Harvard's biggest problem today. There seem to be other problems. A new cheating scandal rocking Harvard as top researchers are accused of falsifying data. Oh, I hate when that happens. This is so dangerous. This is, this is so dangerous. You know, we had a, a discussion in our house the other night. And my oldest son, Michael, going to be 24, talking with his younger brothers, 18 and twin 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. And they were talking about cheating and how during the shutdown in COVID, all this on ho- at home, on the computer learning, Michael was going through this at Clemson University. And he would detail it to me. He's like, Mom, it's the dumbest way to learn ever. And it was so bad, he finally said, look, can I just take a a semester off? Because we're wasting money. I'm sitting in my apartment taking a stupid class. Everybody's cheating because it's so freaking easy. Who's learning this way? And so the argument started, if everybody cheats and you don't cheat too, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Now, what he's saying is true. My husband, Joe, walked in the door and he lost it. He's like, what? What are we talking about? You're encouraging them to cheat? And Michael was like, no, I'm just stating a fact. It's sort of like if you're playing football and everybody on the line takes steroids and they're all giants and you're the guy in the gym who's doing it the natural way, you're going to get pulverized. What are you going to do? I don't know. Choice is yours. Michael's point is well said, though. If everybody else is breaking the rules, I guess you should, too, in order to keep up. That's gross, right? It is, especially when it comes to science, when it comes to science and research and data. And I'm going to go back to how much vitriol and seething hatred I have for Tony Fauci. Look, I know those of you watching this on television are going to say, what? 
I don't hear people normally talk like this. They should. Because I think I probably speak for an awful lot of people out there who no longer trust medicine, who don't trust the doctors, who told us it was safe and effective. Oh, no, you got to do it. You're pregnant? Absolutely. You have a newborn? Oh, absolutely. Got to get them. Got to get them the jab. I question everybody now. Because our health is not about us being well. It's about us being addicted. It's about us being cogs in the never-ending wheel of big pharma billionaires. And I guess once you, once you drink from the trough of suck and make billions off of it, you're hooked like a drug because you always want more. This is reprehensible. Harvard Teaching Hospital to retract papers by top researchers following data falsification probe. Well, if everybody's plagiarizing, why shouldn't I? Why should I bust my hump and do some actual research when yokel joker over here is going to make up some mumbo jumbo because he's in bed with Fauci or others, make millions off of it, Get grant money, be published, maybe become an instant New York Times best-selling author. Many ways to compensate those who go along with it. Here's your story, New York Post. A Harvard University-affiliated teaching hospital is seeking to retract or correct dozens of papers authored by four of its top researchers, including the hospital's CEO, following a probe into allegations of data falsification. The minute you fudge a variable, the minute you introduce something new into a scientific experiment that isn't accounted for, that doesn't have various procedures around it, it's shot. Well, unless you just falsify some of the data. Meh. Who's going to check? The Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston has already initiated six retractions in papers and 31 others are in the process of being corrected. The hospital's research integrity officer, Dr. Barrett Rollins, confirmed to the Harvard Crimson. Probably going to find out now the typical talking points. <gasps> we were just as surprised as you were. What? Something's wrong? <sighs> Let's act immediately and pretend that we're being proactive. And then we'll say it's just a simple oversight or we didn't mean to. Or if maybe somebody on staff is black or a female, we can blame racism, misogyny. So gross. How about just don't cheat and lie? The corrections follow claims of data falsification leveled against the Cancer Institute CEO, Dr. Lori Glimcher, Chief Operating Officer, Dr. William Hahn, Director of the Clinical Investigator Research Program, Dr. Irene Gobrial, and Jerome Lipper, and Multiple Myeloma Center Program Director, Dr. Kenneth Anderson. This is cancer, cancer research. Do you really want your Cancer Institute to be like, well... It looked good. I guess so. We think so. It ought to be. Should never come out of your doctor or your researchers. 
The latest accusations come just weeks after Harvard University President Claudine Gay, yada, 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 said it was racist, la, 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 la. All four of the Dana-Farber researchers have faculty appointments with the Harvard Medical School. Of course. News of the probe surfaced after a data sleuth, Sholto David, published a blog post earlier this month alleging irregularities in a total of 57 papers. Irregularities. An online data sleuth. It's not the media. It's not internal watchdogs. It's some dude on a computer who's like, I wonder what's going on with these people. Let's find out. The exact nature of the retractions or corrections wasn't immediately known. I'm sure it's going to be no big deal. We just forgot some quotation marks. But the online sleuth had previously alleged elements of data forgery tied to discrepancies in images, including duplications of blots, bands, and plots. It also wasn't clear if the Institute had uncovered any evidence of misconduct during its probe. Now, right. Did you guys see that Sam Bankman freed an FTX? There's, there's been some internal investigation. Sam Bankman freed swindled investors out of their life freaking savings billions of dollars worth right and so what's the solution well let's have somebody on the inside at ftx we'll have them conduct the um, investigation because that makes sense so you're going to have some internal board do the investigating and we're supposed to believe anything i trust no one i believe nothing The hospital's research integrity officer said that although the discrepancies were identified in some of the papers, it didn't necessarily provide evidence of an author's intent to deceive. Uh, You know, I didn't really mean it. I'm so sorry. You know, I I was busy. I was making dinner and the kids were crying and I was like, I got to get this research done. And that looks like cancer. So there you go. I mean, am I oversimplifying it? Of course. But are you done with these lame-o excuses? The conclusion can only be drawn after a careful fact-based examination, which is an integral part of our response. Really? The Institute and the researchers involved took prompt and decisive action. There it is. We were just as surprised as you were, but you know what? We reacted immediately. That's Joe Biden with the classified documents. (gasps) 1,800 boxes of classified documents? What are you talking about? Nah. Oh, um, well, when we found out, we, we took action real fast. See? That makes us good now, right? It, guys, look, it's the same freaking playbook. Cut corners. Corrupt results. Push a garbage narrative erode the public's trust then feign ignorance blame racism or misogyny claim you acted immediately and if all else fails blame trump or vladimir putin right doesn't it feel so familiar right all right coming up on the wendy bell radio program jake tapper random act of journalism every now and again it happens this time with my boyfriend pete Buttigieg in the hot seat Can Pete squirm out of this one? Let's hear for ourselves next. So there you go. 
Researchers involved with this cancer institute connected with Harvard University. <gasps> so surprised. What? Oh, we didn't mean to. I'm sure it was just an oversight. Let's act immediately. Therefore, everybody will be forced to leave us alone. Okay, it's not okay. It's not okay to do these things, period. And I think so many of us who would never dream of doing this, you know, maybe this is the difference between MAGA and all the people who suck, right? People who suck don't care about hurting you. They don't care about collateral damage. They don't care what it costs you in terms of human collateral. They don't care what it costs you monetarily. They don't care if somebody you love perishes because of it. They don't care. And they're so used to being dirty that it's totally in, it's baked into their DNA. Now, on the other side, we are almost woefully naive. I am, at least. I couldn't imagine doing something that would hurt somebody purposefully. I would never do that. Even the people I say I want to throw down the stairs, right? If it's not part of who you are, you don't imagine that people would lie to you, would scheme, would invent stuff, would create viruses, would create the elixir to, to, to fix it, but would actually make it worse. You can't fathom that. You can't fathom that, that an American governmental system would shaft an entire community after setting ablaze a toxic train derailment, right? Hello, East Palestine, how you doing? It's been 350-something days. How's it going? Well, it was some weird moment. Jake Tapper, I, I don't know. Maybe a laser beam hit CNN. I don't know. But he asked actual questions of Pete Buttigieg, the fine transportation secretary that he is. Asked him two very pivotal questions yesterday. One about East Palestine. Well, they're both about East Palestine. The first one. You know, Mike DeWine, who I don't like either, the Republican governor of Ohio, has asked for an emergency declaration for FEMA to actually make it 355 days later. What are we doing? You guys are the idiots who blew it up. Come on. So why are why is the Biden administration not allowing that? Why can't they get those relief funds that they should have? Here's Pete Buttigieg with Jake Tapper. It's not just Congress, right? Because some residents of East Palestine, plus Democratic Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio, are calling on FEMA to approve uh, Governor DeWine's disaster declaration. That would unlock additional resources from the federal government, possibly providing ongoing health screenings and benefits to residents. But the Biden administration refuses to do that. They say a disaster declaration does not apply because it's not a natural disaster. Oh, they say Norfolk Southern is responsible. So is that disaster declaration still just off the table for these residents who are clearly suffering? Look, leaving aside, I don't know all the legalities of, uh, <laughs> of the emergency management process. I do know what we can do as a department. Uh, to make sure that Spin. railroads are safer. And we've been mm -hmm. taking action on everything from focused inspection of, of railroads uh, to making sure that there's better uh, hazardous material-related regulation to just investing in better railroad infrastructure. Oh, my. That was a failure. Oh, boy. Hey, Pete, you're dreadful. How about the people of East Pal... How about the people of Lahaina? Can we say that they've been victims of a disaster? Is that a natural disaster? Or is it because it's sparked maybe by an electrical wire? Eh, that's not made in nature. So, sorry, you guys don't get anything. Because they've seen nothing either. It's almost like this Biden administration hates America. Huh? Right? 
I mean, because Joe Biden, right, he said he was going to go. He's going to go to East Palestine. It's been, I did the math this morning because that's my social life. I think 355 days, 355 days since that derailment. And so where's Joe? Where's he going? Pete, where's he going? Go. Speaking of the president, he still has not visited East Palestine, Ohio. I don't know why that is. That doesn't seem to make much sense to me. But doesn't care. If Congress needs pressure to get this done. Why wouldn't he just go to East Palestine and use the bully pro- pulpit? Doesn't uh, care. The way that, you know, Harry S. Truman would do. Try to shame Congress into passing that. What, why is that not even like an idea that the White House would contemplate? I don't have any updates on the scheduling front for the White House, but what I can tell you is it shouldn't take anything more than we've already seen happen for Congress to act. I don't know why we have to persuade anybody to do something that members in both parties claim to care about, which is to make our railroads safer. Mm. Uh, President Biden's administration and our department, we're doing it with funding to improve infrastructure. We're doing it with the authorities we have on hazardous material. We're doing it with our rulemaking authorities. But Congress has to do its part. Why would they let it get to a year and still fail to act? Wow, it's amazing how in, in 30 seconds there, he twisted it off of him, off of Biden, off of failure, off of Democrats to Congress. It's all they know how to do. Politicians are dirty. Americans are tired of the lies. And therein lies the inherent popularity of an outsider. Of somebody like Donald Trump. In California, somebody like Steve Garvey. In Arizona, somebody like Carrie Lake. There's always somebody out there who the establishment fears because they are not drinking the Kool-Aid. And that puts them in danger. Abysmal failure, Pete. Coming up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. The Biden administration wants us unarmed and addicted. Huh. The gun-grabbing governor in the hot seat next. So if I ask you this question, and I'm curious about what you think, because all of my wild conspiracy theories have come true. And, and this one seems super out there, but not anymore. Would you be at all surprised to find out that the Biden administration's open borders is a, less about getting new Democrat voters into the system and more about cashing in on human trafficking? It, it troubles me to even say that, to think that people in our government who are supposed to swear an oath to this land could possibly be involved financially benefiting from this Disney World revolving door fast pass open border. I believe that there are governors And there are secretaries of state and there are people within the Biden administration and lowerling people who are all getting compensated for what I believe is the most disgusting trade 
on planet Earth. And it's worse than drugs. It is the sale of human beings for either labor or sex. And I believe that we work, not we, but these people work in conjunction with the cartels to move human beings around and to feed a very disgusting underbelly of evil. That doesn't seem super far-fetched anymore. Like a couple years ago, I might have been like, well, I, I don't think that's crazy anymore. Mexico demands investigation into U.S. military-grade weapons being used by the drug cartels. This is Newsmax.com. Are you surprised? Are, are you surprised that there would be giving to the cartels these dark, dirty, nasty human beings our military weapons to allow them to run drugs and people more effectively? How disgusting is that? Let's hear the story. Mexico wants an urgent invest. And why does it freaking take Mexico? <sighs> Mexico wants an urgent investigation into how U.S. military-grade weapons are increasingly being found in the hands of Mexican drug cartels. Mexico's top diplomat said Monday. It almost seems like everybody's working together, right? Mexico's army is finding belt-fed machine guns, rocket launchers, and grenades that are not sold for civilian use in the United States. Quote, the Mexican Defense Department has warned the United States about weapons entering Mexico that are for the exclusive use of the U.S. Army. Foreign Relations Secretary Alicia Barsena said, it is very urgent that an investigation into this be carried out. Well, we all know there will be no investigation. It sure as heck, if one happened, would not be urgent in any capacity. It would take forever. It would stonewall. It would slow walk all the way to the finish line to January 20th or whatever the next inauguration is. And they know that the clock is running and they have X number of days, 363 now or whatever the hell it is, to do as much damage, to enrich themselves to their greatest degree, and whomever falls through the cracks, dies because of a fentanyl overdose, is killed by a migrant, or what have you, or gets ensnarled in this human trafficking debacle, which I believe the United States is the nucleus of. Well, so be it. The Mexican army said in June it had seized 221 fully automatic machine guns, 56 grenade launchers, a dozen rocket launchers from drug cartels since late 2019. What haven't they caught? The military-grade U.S. weaponry, which cartels have bragged about and openly displayed on social media. Nobody's even trying to hide anything anymore. That's what I'm saying. Not, nothing is off limits. The, the, the audacious... Lack of a conscience. I, I, I'll never understand. I just won't. And I fear that the day I do, I will become hardened. That I will stop seeing stories like this and saying, say what? 
Now, why on earth would our military be sending stuff to Mexico? Why on earth would half of our freaking military supplies go to Ukraine? Why would we drain the SPR and beg the Saudis for fuel? All of it is money. And you and I pay the greatest price. By the way, has anybody seen Lloyd Austin? Where is this guy? He's supposed to be on the mend, right? He's supposed to be doing fine. All that's supposed to be okay. Where are you at? Where are you? Where are you? I almost just said, where are you at? Where are you? You know how I feel about ending sentences with prepositions. <laughs> so on the one hand, we have the Mexicans saying, um, folks, we've got an issue. We've got cartel members here with your U.S. military grade weapons. Where'd they get it? Well, I'm going to go with our military. Maybe. We're going to have you guys here in the military. We're going to have a rank and file. Are worried about, you know, what color nail polish to wear. And what drag queen story hour we're going to have. And we're going to have transgender wokeness and LGBTQ inclusivity training while doing all these other things. Which makes the governor of New Mexico that much more dangerous to me. This Michelle Lujan Grisham. You know, she wants to grab your guns, of course. She believes that she can interpret the Second Amendment the way she feels. I'm sorry. It's not a bill of, of needs, lady. It's a bill of rights. And it's our right. How about this headline? GOP state lawmakers file articles of impeachment against Democrat New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham over her latest gun grab. What is the last line of defense between you and somebody who sucks? Right? It's not negotiating. It's not like, well, maybe it's a gun or an arsenal. Why do you think ammo sales are off the charts? Why do you think more people have purchased guns in the last three years than in like the last 10 years combined? Because people see what's going on. Republican state lawmaker, well, Stephanie Lord and John Block introduced articles of impeachment against New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham over her gun control order and sent them to the House Government, Elections, and Indian Affairs Committee. Next, we'll go to the House Judiciary Committee. The rights of New Mexicans are not up for debate, and no matter how hard Lujan Grisham tries to violate the Constitution, she will never succeed, Representative Lord said in a statement last week. I stood firm against her tyranny when she tried to use a COVID health order to take all of our guns. You know, nothing says take your guns like a virus, right? Give me that piece of your turtleneck that you cut off to wear as a neck gaiter and your guns. We're good. Really? In September, Democrat Governor Michelle Luan Grisham declared gun violence a public health emergency in response to the shooting deaths of a 13-year-old girl, a 5-year-old girl, and an 11-year-old boy. Let's not talk about the root causes of crime. Let's not talk about the root causes of migration. Let's talk about Oh, how can we spend more money? How can we steal your freedoms? How can we trample the Constitution and then call other people threats to democracy? It's almost like it's so obvious. The action plan. She had an action plan. I'm going to take an action plan. This is like that mayor of, uh, of Philadelphia. What was his name? Kenny, right? Whatever that hack's name was. He decided he was going to make all these public areas gun-free zones. Well, thank goodness, because, you know, thugs... 
and dirt bags and gang bangers and dealers and all these people, they always pay attention to what you want them to pay attention to. Oh, shoot. I'm not allowed in there. I got to go put my gun on the glove box. This is a gun-free zone. Said nobody with intent to hurt others. The action plan includes a suspension of open and concealed carry laws in Bernalillo County, temporarily prohibiting the carrying of guns on public property with certain exemptions. All goody. Exemptions include for licensed security guards, And law enforcement officers, well, how generous of you, Madam Governor, to let people who are in the security business help people be secure. But citizens with permits to carry firearms, they're free to possess their weapons on private property, such as at a gun range or a gun store, provided they transport the item in a locked box Use a trigger lock or some other mechanism that renders the gun incapable of being fired, according to the governor. So now they want to impeach her. Articles of impeachment. I wish there was a faster way to eliminate people who clearly want to trample our rights. It's the system we have. So think about it. Open door for the cartels. We give them the money. We give them the the guns. We give them access, free reign to come in, to come out, to make billions of dollars, which they have, right? The fentanyl, the meth, all the other stuff that's come across our border. They want you addicted. They want you needing your next booster shot. They need to fudge the data to keep that going. They need to lie about the the truth to keep that going. And it's helpful that you have a few governors along the way who slip through the back door, who want to disarm you under the guise of safety and wellness, of course. Hmm. Seems so obvious. I got to tell you something about what's going on in Chicago public schools. It's not the missing $23 million in equipment. (laughs) It's much worse than that. No wonder everybody's bailing from the Windy City. Wait till you hear this next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. to find this article i had sent it to our friend our national security expert marine and former fbi agent john guandolo this particular story and we're going to talk about it when he joins us during his regular time on friday but this article from justthenews.com hamas linked group partners with chicago public schools to combat islamophobia what are you talking about Hamas linked group so Chicago which has its own brand of issues any big urban environment does you're going to have a bunch of people smashed into a smaller space and when you demonize police you chip away at their funding you mock their job you ridicule the rank and file So that you have a dearth of people willing to sign up and serve. The ripple effect is palpable. Crime. Rampant crime. Brazen, in-your-face, broad daylight crime. Carjacking you on the street. Smashing and grabbing in a store. People know they're not going to get caught. They know they're not going to be prosecuted. If they are caught, they know they're going to walk in 24 hours. Big whoop. 
So we already know Chicago's in the crosshairs. Then you have the whole school system, which is failing. Because they long ago stopped caring about education. It was never about education. It was about indoctrination. It was about the money that the state gets from the students being in the seats. You have $23 million in lost technology during COVID. 77,000 different devices. Computers, iPads, other ways students, allegedly, you know why I use that word, allegedly, used to stay in touch with their educators. Gone. Lost. Oops. Well, Well, that's ridiculous. And now this. Well, sure. Let's not focus on the illiteracy problem in this country, considering 14% of American, and I'm not talking about all the immigrants, 14% of American adults are not literate. What? What? Yes. Let's not talk about the things that matter. Let's talk about Islamophobia. We need to be more embracing of certain kinds of people out there. And if it's Hamas, they want you to be super embracing of their specific brand of yuck. The Chicago chapter of Council on American Islamic Relations Care offers a program to promote inclusion and understanding about Islam. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. And I don't care if that makes me sound exclusionary. Guilty as charged. If I'm a parent and my kids are in the Chicago public schools, if my parent, if my kids are anywhere and somebody's going to come in to talk about how we ought to be this or that more understanding. Oh, do the people who have brought these people into the educational environment in Chicago realize that according to Sharia law, these people believe they either their destiny is to either convert you or to kill you if you cannot be converted. This is exactly who we want in our classrooms with our most precious people, our children. (laughs) And yet this is going on all over the country. How many churches are welcoming these folks in? Oh, we've got this sister program. It's perfect. Come on in. We're going to pass the bucket around. Chip in a few bucks. An organization tied to the terrorist group Hamas works with Chicago public schools to combat alleged Islamophobia. The Chicago chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations offers a program called the Chicago Public Schools Project. Uh, Nebulous. According to the Chicago website for CARE, the organization has offered the program since 2014. This is nothing new. These people are here. They're baked into our system. That's how dangerous this is. As part of an attempt to promote inclusion and understanding about Islam and the Muslim community. Again, I don't care. The program claims to battle Islamophobia through a variety of efforts, including cultural sensitivity training and a Muslim background seminar. You know, when we read you the results of the U-Haul mass exodus survey, right? Where they look all around the country in every single zip code. Where are people getting the most one-way U-Haul tickets? I'm going to get this big truck. I'm going to fill it up and I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm not coming back. I'm leaving one-way exodus. Sayonara. 
Top three, Illinois. Huh, shocker, because of Chicago, California, and New York. Why would you stay? What's the, rede- what's the redeeming characteristic anymore? It's not safe to raise your family. It's not affordable, right? Your government hates you. Your taxes keep going up. Your cost of living is out of control. Your neighbors no doubt hate you if you're conservative. God forbid you should fly an American flag outside your house, as I do. Or a we back the blue sign that gets repeatedly vandalized because it triggers my liberal neighbors, right? Hell yeah, people are leaving. There is a mass exodus. There is a reshuffling. Because if I lived in Chicago, there's not a snowball's chance in hell. I'd be down with care. Coming into my kids' classrooms and talking about Islamophobia. I want my kids to learn and to flourish and to dream and to love and to fail and to fail quickly and to move on and to, and to do all of the things that makes America, America. And they want to change it into something it's not. Good luck, Chicago. Good luck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Remember our podcast. It's so crisp, so nice. Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you download your favorite listening materials. Hope you check us out. Hope you come back tomorrow. Peace. Peace.